Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, hard-working, long-weekend-loving wife and <laughs> yeah. co-host, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. Yes, it is a long weekend. Uh, hopefully it is for you as well. Labor Day weekend. We are recording this on Sunday, September 5th. 2021, right in the middle of Labor Day weekend. Right. We hope you are enjoying it in a safe, happy, healthy way with your family, with your friends, or just just not ha just happy not to have to go into work over these uh, three days or so. Right, and for those essential workers that are at work today, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you very much, being the fact that you don't get these extra days right. off from time to time. So uh, thank you for being out there and, and putting forth the effort for us when... Uh, we're all relaxing right. at home. Sorry about that <laughs> for all of you, but uh, thank you very much. So, and thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... I don't know if you've heard this before, but we do have a newsletter and some of you have signed up for it. We really appreciate that. Yes. Uh, we hope that you have heard of it and we <laughs> hope that you have signed up for it. And we hope if you haven't yet that you will in the future. But it's just another way to be kind of involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. You just go to the website. There's all sorts of ways to sign up for the <laughs> newsletter. They should pop up right in front for you if you're if you're looking for it. And then we kind of put out stuff early for those of you who are members of the newsletter, who subscribe to the newsletter, uh, give you a few little, a little insight more into the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Right. It's just our way of sharing more things with you. Yeah. One of the things that you found out first this week, if you were, well, actually it was last week, if you were a subscriber, was that we have opened up nominations again for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame, our third annual class this year. And uh, where that category is still open, but it's only open for a couple more days, only open until midday on Tuesday, mm -hmm. coming up on the 7th. So just so you know, uh, but this category is favorite Disney villains. We've already had some people that have nominated their favorites. We will be telling you ours next week as well as the finalists that will make it to our final ballot. Uh, but there's still time to get your favorite villains in there because there's some great ones that are on the cusp of maybe making it in, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, we'd love to see them make it into our final ballot. Yeah, so please join in on the fun. Yes. Uh, another way of joining on the fun is to hit us up on social media. Uh, please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If we're on Facebook, we have a great, fun, positive Disney Facebook group that we'd love you to join, the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group, where we're having a lot of fun mm -hmm. with a lot of our fellow Hyperion Adventurers out there. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. You don't even need to ask for to, to join. Just hit, I want to join this group. And you'll, as long as you're a positive, friendly Disney fan, you can be a part of that wonderful group. Right. And we hope you uh, invite your friends to join along as well. Yeah. And chime in. Tell us what your Hyperion right. adventures are and what you have going on each week. Uh, also, we are on YouTube. Uh, mostly it's just these episodes kind of in a video form, but mostly <laughs> it's just a different way for you to uh, listen or 
interact or, or excuse me, um, be able to uh, enjoy this show. Hopefully you enjoy this show. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and then hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video, no matter what it is, whether the show or whether it's something we actually go out to the parks or whatever and film. And if you ever want to hit us up for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We love hearing from you folks and interacting with you that way as well. Yes. And we got lots of interaction this week, lots of uh, fun stuff to, to go through that uh, I think we're going to enjoy part of this episode. We have some Ooh. some stuff from all these various different channels we just discussed. Uh, also, um, please uh, visit our Patreon page and become a member. Help us support the show. Uh, just do uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. We have all sorts of tiers with all sorts of perks starting for as little as $2 a month. And we'd love uh, your help in um, helping us kind of cut the cost of the show. Right. We really appreciate those of you who have already uh, contributed and we are just so honored by that. Yes, very much so. Thank you to all of you who have already uh, decided to become Patreon members. We really appreciate you very much. Now, let's get to the segment that I'm never sure if Michelle is going to remember every <laughs> single week. It's relatively new, but we've been doing it for you know, six or seven weeks now. And sometimes she remembers, sometimes she doesn't. So, did you remember this week what your favorite thing from this week is? I didn't remember, but as we were, uh, you know, um, I may have seemed like I was zoned out during this intro it's because I was trying to think about what I would say on this segment. So. Okay. Well, do you have it or do you need a little bit more time? Because I've got mine if you'd like to wait for a second. Uh, let's go with yours. I think I have narrowed it down to two and I'm just back and forth. But maybe yours will influence All me. right. Well, I will go first then. So... Um, my favorite thing from this week is I, I actually recreated a couple of new Disney dishes blog recipes, mm -hmm. actually three Disney dishes blog recipes this week that were uh, just fantastic. I, yes. I enjoyed every single one of them. Uh, one I already released. It's already written up. If you want to go to DisneyDishesBlog.com, you can find it right there. It's the Guinness Bailey's Milkshake from the Ireland mm -hmm. booth. Currently selling right now at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Fantastic cocktail. Yeah. If, you're, if, you know, if you like a little dessert type cocktail it's kind of is really good but uh, you can find the recipe for that there also i did two more regular desserts this week one that i'll be writing up soon for the blog the other will be for our patreon members who are in the explorer level and above as our next uh, disney dishes blog recipe of the month you'll be receiving that right in your email nice yes so before i get into my favorite thing of the week i do want to mention because it is already posted as you say the Guinness and Bailey's uh, shake. I know some of you might think Guinness is just too dark of a beer, but let me tell you, adding ice cream and Bailey's <laughs> makes it wonderful it, and you won't have that concern anymore. <laughs> it lightens it right <laughs> it up. It does. It, it lightens it, it right, really, turns it into a dessert really quickly. But, yeah. Uh, be careful. There is, you know, between the beer and the Bailey's, right. there is plenty of booze in that thing. So uh, please enjoy responsibly. Yeah. As like to yeah. Say. Maybe um, make a batch and share with people. There you go. <laughs> Just go for the taste. There you go. There you go. So how about you? What is your favorite thing from this week? Have you come up with it now? Yeah. I mean, and, and since I was struggling between several, that means that there were a lot of good things, you know, obviously tasting the dishes that you created this week was a blast to do. Um, you know, I think it's going to sound funny, but just the sense of accomplishment. One of the things where we've been trying to 
personally work on is, you know, scaling back some of our junk because <laughs> we are collectors of that. Yes, unfortunately so. Yeah. And so it was fun uh, this weekend to spend some time in our garage and, you know, kind of go through some things and, and eliminate some and organize others. Um, so that felt good. A sense of accomplishment of getting some of that worked on it was a good feeling for me yes uh we did uh get a chunk done this weekend weekend out down in the garage which yeah. was dirty and hard work but <laughs> it, we did make some progress which was good and we yeah. have a lot of more progress to make here in the next several months right but, uh, we, we it was good to get a start on that yeah i mean we were hoping to do more this weekend but it ends up being a hot weekend so um at least getting one day in was yeah that's that good. was good. That yeah. was a, that was a good thing for sure. So good choice. Thank you. Uh, we did get a my favorite thing from this week from one of our avid listeners out there, one of our Hyperion mm-hmm. adventurers, and that is Scott in Minnesota. He wanted to chime in with my favorite thing from this week. He said, "Is we have started the seven day countdown to until our Walt Disney World mm. trip." And I think this was a few days ago, so it's less than seven yeah. days. He may already be there. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, he said, golf, Disney, and COVID. What could be better? I, mean, well, <laughs> I can think of one thing that could be better out of that, but uh, I like two things out of that. You should decide what you think those might be. Uh, he nice. said, and I'll give you three guesses what my favorite thing will be next week, and the and two don't count. So I assume it's actually going to be there. So Yeah, yeah so. that's so awesome. That's Thank exciting. you for sharing with that yeah. with us, Scott. I told him to uh, make sure and send plenty of pictures once yeah. he gets back from that trip. I'm sure he's going to have a great time so you know despite that stay away from that covid (laughs) or protect yourself definitely protect yourself i mean you can't stay away from it it's out there it's there just be prepared it is out there stay do your best to stay safe everybody everybody it goes for everybody whether you're at the parks wherever you are do your best to stay safe correct yeah so uh let's get to this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week including if you've been anticipating your chance to purchase a walt disney world annual pass well we have Good news for you? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, there oh, are some. Gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> there are more changes to procedures that you'll need to know if you have a Disney cruise scheduled in the near future. We'll tell you what those are because, as we mentioned during our, you know, updates and information Disney Cruise Return Line episode, cruising, yes, yes that, uh, that things will be changing and they continue to change. So um, we'll we'll let you know what's going on now. And we also know when we will be able to take part in the holiday holiday time festivities at the Disneyland Resort. We'll tell you all about that as well. But let's get to our main topic of the week. Come my little friends as we all sing a happy little working song. Merry little voices clear and strong. Come and roll your sleeves up so to speak and pitch in. Cleaning crud up in the kitchen as we sing along. Trill a cheery tune in the tub as you scrub a stubborn mildew stain. Pluck a hairball from the shower drain to that gay refrain of a happy working song. So yes, with it being Labor Day weekend, we thought we we talked about this and Michelle discussed it last week that <laughs> we've talked about, you know, cast members and thank you all the cast members yes. who yes, don't get Labor Day weekend no, off. Thank you for putting in working. the effort out there and how much they make our trips so magical and so special. Uh, and we've done some other things involved around, you know, jobs within Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we thought maybe we should go into the character realm and look at some of the 
different roles, the different jobs that Disney characters have held within their films. And of course, we have to do it as a five favorite <laughs> list because that's how we do things on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. And I'm sure they won't be just five, which is also the way we do things on the Hyperion Adventures podcast <laughs> list. So we are going to, and there was also some confusion about how this list I'm was going to play out. I'm still concerned if there's going to be so similarities. We'll, end it, we'll see how this plays out as our five favorite Disney characters jobs list comes out here and when we do these lists we always start with michelle one because she's wonderful awesome all things great in the world she does the best research she has of course the best tips but she always definitely has the very best list (laughs) so let's get to it michelle what is your number five favorite disney characters job well before i get into the list i do have uh, some things to say (laughs) of course um first of all um we didn't discuss what these lists are about. So I'm wondering if there's going to be similarities in the sense of how we interpreted the topic. So that's intriguing me. Uh, I didn't make a backup plan. So I have what I have. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a different route than the way you took, well, then we just have two different lists. (laughs) That's just how it goes. That's how it goes. We'll see how this plays out. Always an interesting time as we go through these things. Right. So So, uh, the other thing to point out is I did exclude Mickey Mouse and Homer Simpson's even though they've had so many jobs, I think almost all jobs, or at least the most unique ones. Um, but if I had broken that rule, I'll, I'll just say that I would have picked Homer's monorail conductor. Role. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I like Mr. Plow. I know. He's got a lot of jobs that I like, but you know, that one kind of resonates with me because of the theme parks and yeah. how fun that would be to be a monorail conductor. That's true. But uh, anyways, I didn't include those characters in my top five okay so i, I do figured have, we could do a whole episode on either alert, of those. i have one of them in my top oh, five okay doesn't surprise me yeah. but they're good characters okay. so all right so right off the bat with um number five i do have a five a and b ah but, there it is <laughs> but that's the only one oh, okay oh, okay mm-hmm. That's so a, that's a surprise. I right? know. I, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah, you know, you went with the over, but we're only slightly over. I don't know how far you went over. Plus two, plus three, plus ten. Um, only plus one. So I'm okay. trying to get on track with the to- with the top five. <laughs> Why? But I know, right? So okay, so five A would be a lamplighter, which was uh, Jack in Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I just thought it would be fun to be able to you know, be high up, get to see mm-hmm. the whole city, the views and, you know, the start of the day. And he I mean, follows the, yeah. your rule to always too. look up. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. And uh, my 5B is Baker, played by the, ba- or the character was the Baker in the film Into the Woods. Yes. <laughs> and that's mainly just because I love baking. So it's like, oh, I like that job there too. There you go. I <laughs> so. like it. Thank you. Those what are a, good. Thanks. What about your number five? Well, for my number five, as we all know, hashtag real men love frozen. Yeah. So my number five job <laughs> yeah. is 
ice harvester slash, slash oh, supplier nice. Kristoff from f- the whole Frozen franchise. I I know the reason more than I just love Chris. Oh, I love Frozen, uh-huh. but I love Kristoff. He's yes. such a great character. He's fantastic. And uh, where would they be without? I mean, the vehicle that he uses for his job, that sled, that sleigh. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's put into function throughout the franchise in many ways. Of course, it takes on up to Elsa's right. uh, castle, ice castle uh, in, in Frozen 2. It's taken to the, they, they take that to go to the Enchanted Forest. Right. So it comes into play, but more than anything else, it's just funny that, you know, he's ready to sell all this ice in, <laughs> in the summer. True. And that's when Elsa decides to freeze everything. And now he's like, great, what do I, I know, do? Right? I have all this ice to sell. And now uh, there's ice everywhere. So I just think it's funny. So that's why I picked that yeah, as my number five job. And that's a good one too, because it's it's actually very pinnacle for a lot of reasons. But just from the very basic that he is in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. as, you know, as a child to see, you know, the, his love family and, you know, then know why, how they play a role later on mm-hmm. and, you know, connecting them. So that career for him really was uh, a pivotal part to the to making the story flow. Yeah. Plus it kicks off the entire franchise when they are harvesting. He's what he's young. Right. And there are, you know, the, the adults are harvesting the ice, showing you how they're harvesting this ice and everything and singing basically the song of what to watch out for as this film plays out. So, you know, it just kind of kicks off the entire, what would become a fantastic franchise that I love very much. So, so that's my number five favorite Disney characters. Let's get to the real list though. Again, (laughs) What is Michelle's number four favorite Disney character's job? Okay, so, um, and I think I did favorite job or or unique job of a Disney character. In yeah, a I didn't do favorite so. characters. I did the job that okay. the characters See, played. See, we were yeah. on the same page this what time. What do you know? Occasionally happens. <laughs> Sorry again, gamblers. I'm sure you had the bet on they would not be on the same page. Okay, so uh, my number four would be uh, being a songwriter with for Walt Disney, uh, as the Sherman Brothers were in the film The Boys, mm-hmm. and I thought it just had to be so exciting. Um, you know, I'm not talented, so I couldn't do it, but would love to be. <laughs> but just that that whole, you know, their their story and and what it was and how they also played such an important role in storytelling. Uh, at the at the start of all of this in the movies and, and the you know and we see it in or hear it I should say in attractions and and things like that and the thing about the job is it you know to me it would have the thrills the deadlines the sense of accomplishment or you know all things that I personally like having in a job so um, that would be my number four that's a great one yeah I mean um, you know the Sherman Brothers and by the way if you haven't seen the boys it is on Disney Plus you can check it out anytime right. it's a, a great look into their long career mm-hmm. um, from just getting started all the way to today what they're doing well one of them's doing now right, you yeah. know um and a very tumultuous um life as you know two brothers that you know work together it could be a little problematic at times right. but they were able to find ways to work through their differences and mm-hmm. create such great music that we know from the films and even in the parks right, of course right. so um yeah really interesting stuff great stuff so there you go. Thank you. So what about your number four? I didn't take things quite as literally as you did <laughs> as far as making them real people doing real jobs. <laughs> as you'll hear from my number four, because my number four 
is the is a Baskin Robbins employee that Scott Lang played, <laughs> aka Ant That's Man. So funny that wasn't across my mind. <laughs> In the movie Ant Man, one it's not a long scene, but it's a great one. It's right. hilarious. He, you know, he just gets out of prison after doing it. You know, he was in prison for basically doing a Robin Hood thing. You know, you know, exposing this company, right? Um, that was, you know, basically taking all these all this money away from these other people, and then he got busted and had to go to prison. But because of he went to prison, he couldn't get a job. Even though he's super talented and right. smart and everything, the job he could only land was at Baskin Robbins, and <laughs> Baskin. And Robbins always finds out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's the funny thing is the basket Robbins always finds out line, which it runs through is hilarious. But they you know, track it down. But also the fact that he's there, you know, and who hasn't been, you know, an employee at one point in your life that's, you know, coming there and the the client, the customer has no idea what they're trying to order. I'm right. sure you you cast members <laughs> have seen this at Disney many times. You know, guys in Baskin Robbins. I mean, who doesn't know what Baskin Robbins right. serves? Asking for like a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do ice cream here. I, uh, I just think I, I think it's a, just a hilarious scene in a great movie. Yeah, totally. I love that example of people not knowing what to order, how to order. I think we've all been in line at a Disney park and seen had at least had an experience to see somebody really struggle with ordering what is actually available and on the menu there. Yeah, and we're always behind those people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very funny. So that's my number four favorite Disney character's job. Michelle, back to the real list. <laughs> what is your number three favorite Disney character's job? Okay, I lightened it up on this one. So my number three would be Santa Claus. Ah. The Scott Kelvin uh, in the Santa Claus series, you know, obviously got to be Santa Claus. And uh, first of all, uh, I'd really want to be in a place that looked like their North Pole. It's really I good, mean, yeah. yeah, it looked so amazing. Uh, the magic that the elves possessed and and how fabulous of it it was. Um, and I definitely would want Bernard as my right hand man. I think he's a get the things get the job done kind of person. Um, but also, like, who wouldn't want a job where you touch people's hearts so yeah. so deeply? So that. Is my number Plus, three. You only really have to work like one day a year. You know? Well, there's a lot of planning. Nah, you saw the list. The magic. length of the list. Come on. He's go magic. through the he whole can go list. go through the list in ma- with magic. He's good. <laughs> he needs an algorithm I made actually, for his list. As an honorable mention, I had Scott Calvin, but as the job he had before he was Santa Claus, where he was a basically an advertising agent for right. a toy yeah. building company, which is funny because, you know, obviously it fits into right. what he's, what he later becomes. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so. good choice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Michelle's list. Always the, the best. I, list. I light, lighten it up there for you. So. There you <laughs> All right. You You're number three. My number three is jewel miners from of course, which is mm. the seven dwarfs yeah. from Snow White and the seven dwarfs. And it's like, you know, they don't even know what they, they it's in the song. We don't even know what they're mining these jewels for <laughs> yet. They're so happy to go to and from work that they sing and whistle all the way there. <laughs> That's true. Um, so it must be a great job. I don't know. I never really thought of mining as this job I really want to do, but they seem really, really happy with it. So, um, plus, it's the of course the the mine scene is the best scene right. uh, in Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and now uh, Snow White's Enchanted Wish, which uses very similar right. technology and a similar scene. Um, yeah, I, I just 
it's a great scene and uh, just love the seven dwarfs. And it was, I mean, it's the first animated film that right. Disney yeah, put out. Say, so, yeah, you know, a, it's a classic kind of got to put it in there. So that's why I, I chose that. That's one. actually my number a great three. choice. Excellent, honey. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they, like you said, they do make it look fun. I think, you know, it shows that if you have a good team coming together and you come up with good systems that, uh, it can be fun. Yeah, I guess so. Even mining, which doesn't seem like a fun <laughs> job to me. Uh, but they're really digging it. So uh, good for them. So, All right. So that's my number close three. Close to the end. Here. Back to the real list here. Michelle, what is your number two favorite Disney character's job? Okay, my my number two, uh, inspired by Star Wars, it's DJ. Now, not the character <laughs> DJ from The Last Jedi. I know he had a career too, but that's not who I'm talking about. I am talking about DJ Rex, um, the person who brings the fun. I mean, really, what would Ogus be without DJ Rex? Very true. Oh, it would. It'd be, it'd be a nice cantina, but yeah. it'd be pretty ho hum. Right. Yeah, he gets the party going. That's for sure. right. <laughs> so. Sometimes you got to get him going when the party shuts down. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because he does malfunction occasionally. Right. But yeah, pull out some tools and that gets resolved. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah, he just that seems like a fun fun job yeah i like it and he's a great dj yeah hand yeah. in the air and everything right good. <laughs> love it it's my favorite part i think of uh, oga's cantina i mean yeah the cocktails are great the right. ambiance is great but man i uh, love dj rex yeah sure. very so, animated great too. choice great choice thank you so now we're down to your number two Ooh, my number close. two well i do actually have a two a and two b wow. but that's because they tie into one another here okay, okay? so my two a and b are Monsters Inc. Scarer and mm, Jokester. Nice. One by Sully. Right. One by Mike Wazowski. Right. Um, and of course, I'm, you know, and we've seen this progress throughout the Monsters Inc. franchise, including the new Monsters at Work series, which grew on me. I went, it, when it first started, I'm like, okay, it's all right. It's yeah. cute, you know. But as the series went on, yeah. uh, really grew on me. I really enjoyed it. So um, Made me tear up. Yeah, well, no spoilers, but I yes, know. yes. It's so, a good one. Anyways, uh, both both uh, Sully and Mike in, in their respective jobs were the best right. at their respective jobs, uh, you know, as far as a, whether it be a scarer, Sully, or a right. jokester, uh, Mike. <laughs> um, love the, the transition from one position where, you know, this company is all about scare power right. to where it's all about laughter power. And it's just... You know, and also that movie, um, the, the original Monsters, Inc. will always have a soft spot in our mm. heart because it is our first Disney date. movie date night yeah. that we had uh, together. Um, gosh, it's I been a hate, while. I hate to date ourselves, but it's going to be 20 years this year. Yeah. 20 years this, I think it's November. Right, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially so. how the 9-11 kind of played a role into us connecting yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, that's yeah. how it's kind of. Yeah, tragedy. I can remember, uh, tragedy led to something that it was it was great for us. As yeah, much as that was a, such a big tragedy that we will all be uh, discussing all this week. By right. the way, but um, anyway, then the movie. Um, Love it's, that movie. Yeah, and the fact that special. you were able, willing, after this first movie date with me, <laughs> to stay with me after seeing me ball at the end of it, because who doesn't ball at the end of Monsters, Inc., the original film, the first few times you've seen it, or even probably now. Um, so um, that much more reason why it's close to my heart and yours, of course, yeah, as well. definitely. So that's my 2A and 2B, but let's really get down to brass tacks here. <laughs> What is Michelle's number one 
favorite Disney character's job. Wow. And so I was concerned that we were both going to have the same one for number one. But now I'm thinking by process of elimination of either a Mickey Mouse or Simpsons character not being mentioned, mm-hmm. we're in the clear. We're not going to tie with our number one. So that's, I guess, a good thing. So my number one would be to be a riverboat captain and witty joke teller like Skipper Frank from the Jungle Cruise. Yes. Uh, plus, it was just announced the sequel was given a green light and uh, both The Rock and Emily Blunt will return for the brand new adventure. And uh, Michael Green, who co-wrote the hit, is also on the team. And they are really expecting a lot of the other directors and producers to be involved again. So that was good news. But yes, the, you know, one, it, it's one of the best attractions at Disney Park. And it, it's just so fun. And the fact that they've, you know, um, reimagined it. So it has some new life put into it as well. It just seems like the a great career. Yeah. Great choice. Um, we love the skippers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Frank is a great one for right? sure. Um, uh, I love the, love these slips in those jokes throughout the film, you know, even in some of the, you know, some of the more right. tense moments. Exactly. It's really great. So, yeah. Uh, love it. And yes, uh, yeah, they announced the, that they will be making a sequel. Not a surprise. I think mm-hmm. after the success of the first one. Right. And I saw this on Twitter and I'm sorry, I, I don't know who to, um, give the credit for this, but there's a like, it should be a holiday Christmas themed one and of course be called the Jingle Cruise. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. How do how does Frank save Christmas, you yeah. know? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But yeah, so great choice. No, thanks. Yeah, and you know like when, you know, they're to get some, you know, uh blend or variety in the in their their role as a uh captain. They can also, or skipper, they can also go into the restaurant and, mm-hmm. you know, help people get great food in a fun environment there as well. Yeah. Really great. Thank you. Good stuff. Great, Thank you. Great choice. But Michelle's list, always the best uh, list. I don't know about that. I'm anxious to hear your number one. So uh, for my number one, and you were correct, it was obviously by the process of elimination, <laughs> since I said one of them would be within this episode, it, there is going to be one. And it definitely is going to be... Mickey Mouse. All right. And he's number one because I think that, yes, he's held different jobs, mm-hmm. but there is one that is the key job that he's held that is even transitioned into the parks in ways. And that, of course, is the Sorcerer's Apprentice yeah. from Fantasia. Uh, so I have to have Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice Great from Fantasia one. as my number one. It's just such a classic True. scene that we all know, we all love. I can watch just that scene from Fantasia. Don't need, need to watch anything right. else. And it's been put into play in various different ways within the parks as well. Um, But before I get to that, I mean, more than anything else, you know, we've all been in that position within a job early on where we've all kind of wanted to rush ourselves into that promotion, move along a little quicker, maybe than we're ready for and take on a little more. And maybe we're not quite (laughs) ready for it. And he wasn't. Of course, Mickey is just doing, he's an apprentice. He's doing the dirty work. Right. Um, You know, and he just was trying to do the little shortcut to make his job a little bit easier. But then mayhem uh, ensued. (laughs) Perks Um, of the job. Yes. You know, Uh, but then he moved it out to the park and we see him sorcerer mickey as of course in uh fantasmic mm-hmm. um if you've ever been to disneyland and seen mickey's magical map there's a little bit of that going on right. with that as well it has played out in many uh different ways uh throughout the parks and of course 
this wonderful, wonderful scene that we all really know and love. Uh, so that's why uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mickey Mouse, is my number one. That is a great choice and, and for all the right reasons, you know. And one of the other things you're mentioning, how it's uh, visible in the parks, even at the resort. So at Disneyland Resort, when you're leaving the parks in downtown Disney to go to that resort, you see that iconic, mm-hmm. um, you know, cap mm-hmm. out there. Uh, so that's very fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our lists. We hope you enjoyed them. We did get some <laughs> listener input as well on our list. Not a lot, but a little bit. I put it out there pretty late. Um, so matter of fact, so we kind of like, slack. I this put week. it out this morning. <laughs> uh, so that's why we may be a little limited. But if you haven't chimed in yet, we'd be happy to receive your picks and uh, we can talk about them next week. But here's what we did receive. Uh, the first one came from uh, Jonathan, who hit us up on Instagram. You can find Jonathan at Vinyl and Disney. And these are in no particular order. He said, uh, Scarer Jokester from Monsters, Inc. Nice. Uh, race Car Driver, Lightning McQueen oh, from the yeah. Cars franchise. Yeah. Uh, pirate, of course. Yes. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> many, a few other pirates. That one almost made my list yeah. too, yeah. Uh, Bounty Hunter. I mean, obviously the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Or yes. it could be some other Bounty Hunters. That, But yeah, I think that's what he was specifically talking about was Mando. And just like Michelle, uh, Jungle Cruise Skipper from, of course, Frank from the Jungle Cruise nice. movie. So great choices. Great list. Yeah, love it. Uh, so Adam from the Mouse and More pa- podcast hit us up on the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Nice. And this is funny because both he and our next person said in no particular order, and then they proceeded to number theirs. <laughs> so I will not give the numbers since they said no particular order before right. they numbered theirs, but I just thought that was kind of funny. It was cute. Um, so uh, Adam said, first, uh, whatever job John Progress has to commute every day to the rat race. If- <laughs> You know, the carousel of progress. John Progress is always talking about having to commute to the rat race, which is funny. Yes. Uh, he agrees with me, Christoph selling ice in the winter. Right. Actually, in the summer, too. Uh, he moves on to say, Sunny Eclipse, the Cosmic Rays Starlight <laughs> Cafe Lounge yes. singer. Yes. He puts Perfect. on a great show. We already had DJ Rex, but Sunny Eclipse uh, puts on a fantastic yes. show, show for sure. Uh, Tiana owning her own restaurant, mm-hmm. Tiana's Place. Yeah, I that have one, a, yeah, that was a thought. Too. As an honorable mention, yes. I had her as a right. waitress, but yeah, it makes it's even better as her right. as the owner, owner of mm-hmm. the Tiana's Place for sure. Uh, and Smee, another pirate, as the <laughs> first mate of the Jolly Roger. Yeah. So. Thank you, Adam. Great choice. Good list. Uh, Rachel from the Part of Our World podcast also hit us up on the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Again, in no particular order, yet she numbered them. Not trying to poke any fun. It's just, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just kind of a funny thing to me. So anyway, uh, she said, uh, Nick Wilde and his popsicle hustle. <laughs> I love Nick Wilde. Yes. Nick Wilde is my favorite. So I, well, not my, necessarily my favorite, right. but one of my favorite characters of all time. So right there in stride with you there, Rachel. He was one of my honorable mentions for sure. But as a police officer, not as the popsicle hustler. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had um, Judy Hopps on my list at one point. I also I had both of them together. I, at one point, I had another A and B ah, where they were going to be police officers together. Sense. Yeah, uh, but I, they got pushed off my list. Um, moving on, she said, uh, Mr. Ray, Nemo's teacher. She goes Ooh. on to say, yay, teachers. Yeah. Honorable mention to <laughs> of uh, Joe of Soul as well, mm-hmm. which I had on my honorable mentions, Joe Gardner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a music teacher. So very nice. 
of course, uh, Rachel is a teacher, and so right. is her husband, Keenan. They're yes. great teachers and wonderful people. So, uh, moving on, Sully, scarer to CEO of Monsters, Inc., right. for sure, yeah. Uh, Maz Kanada, pirate queen and owner-proprietor <laughs> of Maz's Castle on Taco Donna. Uh, you may remember from the right, Star right. Wars sequel trilogy, Maz. That's a good one. Yeah. Just I, didn't even think of that yeah, one. Wow. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, and she finishes up with Elastigirl slashes Mrs. Incredible, mother and superhero. So, uh, nice. which I think many mothers, yep. including you, including Rachel, and right. many of you out there uh, are both mother and superhero. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. What? That's awesome. Yeah, Hadn't so. thought of that. great list uh thank you uh listeners for chiming in and again if you want to hit us up with your list if you didn't have time to get them in this week uh just send them to us and we will read them next week so uh, i have a few more honorable mentions but i'd like to hear if you have some first well i mean i think you know i kind of mentioned already the judy hops um and i also had tiana Mm -hmm. as my honorable mention um so those were the main ones. Yeah. What about I, you? I have a few more. Um, we'll start with the Star Wars franchise <laughs> and we'll go with various characters, but right. I'll just stay with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jedi. Oh, yeah. That's a great job. Uh, and then we'll go with Han Solo and Smuggler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I can go with uh, Leia as well with uh, Senator. Right. You know. General. Yeah, general. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. many different roles that she right. held that were very important. Uh, moving on, uh, how about children's photographer for Goofy in yeah, a Goofy movie? Yeah, that one I thought of too. Didn't put it on the list, but definitely crossed e- my mind. Even Pete too, although they had a different way right. of, kind of doing Their this. Their approaches were, were yeah, very different. different. Very funny. Uh, how about Ravager? Uh, Peter Quill as you know, Star <laughs> right. Lord and Guardians of the Galaxy and you know, Yondu and some right, of the others. Right, uh-huh. uh, Test pilot, Carol Danvers from Captain mm, Marvel. Yes. That was a great job as well. And I knew I had another one that I told you at the beginning. Yeah. I didn't write down and I was going to forget. And what do you know? <laughs> I forgot. Oh. Uh, if I remember it this week, just like you all who write us in, I will mention it <laughs> next week. So. You're so funny. <laughs> Oh boy, getting old is no fun. <laughs> oh man, not that. It's just it's uh, we we overheated our brains with the work in the garage. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't take much to overheat this little thing up here in my head. Anyway, uh, that is our five favorite. Disney characters jobs again we'd love to hear yours hit us up on social media through the email the newsletter any way you want to do it and we'll be happy to share yours with everybody else next week singing as we fetch the detergent box for the smelly shirts and the stinky socks sing along if you cannot sing then hum along as we're finishing our happy So many great Disney characters, so many great Disney jobs, um, and again, the best Disney characters who do the best Disney jobs is still the Disney cast Cast members members themselves. Thank you all, Uh, and especially through the troubling times that we've had to go through recently um, for doing all that you do and making our trips magical. We love you all. We appreciate you all. Thank you for being there for us. Right, and we honor you this Labor Day. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, I know the... Morning Monorail, who unfortunately just left us, their show just left us this last week, um, would always say this. So I'm kind of glomming onto them. But since they're not doing an episode this week, (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 
if you get the chance, go out there and thank a cast member, okay? Because great they, recommendation. Uh, thank as many of them as you can because they deserve it. So. That's very true. For sure. So uh, let's move on quickly to the Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm I just, have one. Oh, Michelle. Woo-hoo. Michelle always has the best stories. <laughs> so we save her for last. I wasn't sure if you were going to cover this one or not. So, so I can't wait to hear this one. So uh, we'll get to mine first. We'll get to the boring ones first, <laughs> and then we'll get to the real story at the end. So I'll start with uh, if you've been anticipating your chance to purchase a Walt Disney World annual pass. Well, we have good news for you. We have news. I think it's good news, actually. Yeah. But uh, I know some people aren't necessarily feeling that same way. And I understand uh, some of their feelings on regards to this. So, But we'll quickly go through it just the same. Uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. They say, we're excited to share that beginning on September 8th. So this week, just a few days from mm-hmm. now, we're recording this, of course, on the 5th. Uh, we will once again invite new Walt Disney World annual pass holders to be a part of this beloved program. Yes, they're going to be selling annual passes once again for Walt Disney right. World. You know, they've been on hold for quite a while during this pandemic. You have been able to renew, but you haven't been able to purchase right. a new one. Well, now as of this week, you will be able to purchase a brand new annual pass. Yeah, that's exciting news. I know that, you know, a lot of people who were planning trips felt like, oh man, it would have been great to this year be the year to get an annual pass. Um, but now that's going to be happening. Yes. Me. So the, the system is a little bit different now that they're uh, putting these back into place. So we're going to go through this here. They say uh, more in the story. They say we are introducing four new annual passes, offering the flexibility and choice to uh, meet guest needs, each design based on pass holder feedback. These passes will help our biggest fans experience all that's to come during the world's most magical celebration from new attractions and nighttime spectaculars to dazzling decorations at all four theme parks. So here are the four passes. Um, And they have brand new names. It used to be gold, silver, you know, platinum. Um, Now they're basically named after uh, Disney character jobs actually i think they're kind of named after jobs a little bit except for the pixie dust well i guess tinkerbell's job is to yes. sprinkle pixie dust right. on people so uh, the first pass is the disney pixie dust pass uh that one costs 399 dollars plus tax but that one is only available for florida residents mm-hmm. so which when you hear the blackout dates which i'll just go ahead and say and the blackout dates are basically most weekends, right. okay? I think it's actually all weekends and the holidays and everything else. So you're only really going to be able to attend uh, during the week mm-hmm. if you have this annual pass. So that's why f- probably better for most Florida right. residents. Um, then, I mean, if you're traveling there during the week and you go, if you're doing a vacation during the week, this might be the pass right. for you. But you're again, you have to be a Florida resident uh, to get it. Anyways, uh, $399 plus tax. Uh, they do have an installment plan for Florida residents. It's $19 per month for 12 months after $205 down payment to start it off with. So, uh, and with that pass, you'll get to uh, visit. It's it's park hopper ability. You get mm-hmm. to park, uh, visit any of the theme parks during the day. You'll get to hold up to three park reservations at a time. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next higher tier mm-hmm. level. And this one is also only available for Florida residents, which surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I figured the low price one would be, right. but this one also only available for Florida residents. Uh, this one is the Disney Pirate Pass. It is $699 plus tax or $45 per month after that initial $205 down payment. Um, and again, 
park hopper ability, right. all the parks. Uh, you can hold up to four park reservations with this one. So yes. just so you know. Uh, now the one that's- Are the blackouts similar? Blackouts actually, this one's pretty good. Um, it has a lot of weekend availability. Okay. Um, it has um, the holidays, of course, blacked out. There mm -hmm. are some weekends blacked out, but lots of weekends and weekday availability. It's cool. actually a pretty good pass if you're a Florida resident uh, and you like to go on the weekends. It's not, right. it's not bad for you. Uh, the next one is the Disney, Disney Sorcerer Pass. This is, again, only available for Florida residents and Disney Vacation Club members. So this is kind of on its par with what we have right now, which is the Gold Pass. Right. Um, which is only available for Florida residents and um, DVC members. Right. So uh, just so you know, uh, again, $899 plus tax, uh, $63 per month after the $205 down payment. Uh, same thing, Park Hopper, all the parks are open for you. Uh, you get to hold up to five reservations at a time with this one. This one has very few blackout dates, just the holidays, essentially. Right. There is uh, Thanksgiving and basically two weeks around Christmas, mm -hmm. um, which is the only blackout dates available out for that one is pretty, pretty wide open, open for yeah. whatever you want to go. Now, uh, if you're an out-of-state resident or you are don't want to be concerned with blackout dates, someone who travels to the parks a lot during the holidays or whatever, then you're going to want to go for the, the, the big one, yeah. the more the expensive one, the Disney Incredipass, <laughs> uh, which is $1,299 plus tax. By the way, these are just for straight first time buying. It's not renewing, there's discounts on right. all of these. I don't have the renewal prices here, but just know it's it's much less expensive right. if you're renewing this pass. Um, that one is $99 per month after the $205 down payment. And also just like with the uh, Sorcerer Pass, you get up to five park reservations per time. Now they do say that there will be some uh, possible bonus park reservation days that will open up. I think that what will happen is they're going to judge, see how busy days right. are. And even if you're holding five reservations at a time, mm -hmm. if it's if there's a day that doesn't look super busy, they'll open those up to people who already hold separate reservations. Nice. Also, you can, as an annual pass holder, if you have a resort stay, also book more reservations on top of that right, as well, right, just yeah. so you know. Now, with all of these passes, you do get standard theme park parking. So that is That's included, nice. which is a good part. Yeah. And savings of up to 20% on dining and merchandise and some events and some mm -hmm. other things as well. Now, here's where the controversy lies a little bit because <laughs> there's a couple things. Well, one thing particularly that is an add-on that is is now an add-on that used to be included mm -hmm. with these annual passes. And that is Disney photo pass downloads. Right. So, so now instead of that being a part of some of these passes, that is going to be a $99 add-on per pass. So for the right. year. Right. So you may want to add that to at least one of your group family members right. uh, so they can download pictures if that's what you'd like to do, if you like to get a lot of pictures at the park. Uh, another add-on is the water park and sports package, which is also... $99 per year per pass. Uh, that one, um, you know, there were some passes that water parks were included before. Mm -hmm. And I think some people are upset that they don't have that ability now. But I mean, you can add that to your right. pass if you so. 
uh, decide. But there are some other extra perks if you do add that to you. And one, of course, you get to admission to Disney's water parks, uh, Blizzard Beach, which is currently open, mm-hmm. um, not open right now, but Typhoon Lagoon, Lagoon once mm-hmm. that reopens, you can go to that. Also, uh, you get rounds of golf with this, uh, of course. Uh, miniature golf, anytime before four, you get a round at either Fantasia Gardens or Winter Summerland. Uh, or um, you can do more of a traditional golf, either traditional golf or foot golf mm-hmm. at Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course. That is included in the price nice. of that as mm-hmm. well. So if you like to, when you go on your trips, uh, go out and play a little miniature golf right. or more traditional golf or even foot golf, golf. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to add that onto your passes. Right. So um, they're giving you options. Again, this is where the controversy lies in the fact that they are taking away something that used to be included. And I know people are seeing a lot of that going on right now. I like options personally, um, but I, I get the photo. Fo- it was I was a little disappointed to see the photo pass was right was not included in our annual. It still is included in the one we have right now, but right. when we renew, it will not be included right, anymore right, unless we yeah. decide to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, obviously we never like things to, you know, benefits to be decreased. Um, you know, I can understand, especially if they've interviewed people, that th- some of those things weren't, you know, they were add-ons that didn't get used. And so if that's something that, you know, can make the cost that would have gone up even higher be reduced, that's a good thing. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm not, again, I, I, I don't like that they are continuing to t- sort of take things away that were included before. It's tough to handle every time, but mm-hmm. um, that's just kind of the way things are going right now. And so you have to decide for yourself what what you was best for you. Maybe it's best to do tickets and do uh, Disney Genie Plus, right. or, you know, if you want to get these photo passes, or maybe it's better to do the annual pass and go ahead and shout out the money. I guess, again, like anything else, when you're planning a Disney vacation, do the math, figure out what works best, compare, contrast, right. look at, okay, if I buy a tickets and I add Genie Plus for a day or two when I think I might take pictures, how does that versus I'm taking several trips and I may be using it more often or whatever it may be. Right, right. Do the math, figure it out what's right for you. Value is what is right for you. Don't let anybody else tell you what value should be for you. It, value is right for each individual person or family. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you also can have the flexibility if you're not sure and you could buy multi-day tickets and then before it's used up, make a decision. Um, and just do an upgrade from there. So, I mean, there is some flexibility that way too, that you can have some time to really judge if it's going to be something you're going to do again. And considering a lot of people do go to Disney World who aren't locals, you know, the annual passes don't really play into it as much. And so it's not something that everybody's going to have to make that decision on anyway. It's really true. I mean, we go to Disneyland and Disneyland has been for decades now driven by annual pass Mm -hmm. holders. I mean, it's, it's such a locals park. I mean, not that people don't travel to it. Plenty of people travel to it, but it really is attendance is driven much more locally as opposed to Walt Disney world. Plenty of people who visit locally. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, especially once the, let's hope the pandemic (laughs) eventually subsides a little bit, please. Can we get there? Um, then there are more, many more people who who visit are travelers from out of state that 
may go once a year, may go once a decade. You never know. And they're they're probably not buying annual passes if you're going that little. So um, Leslie, that's also why you see so many more of these annual passes are Florida residents only because those are the people that are really going to put annual passes into play more often than not. So um, by the way, current pass holders, if you already have your pass like we do, Mm -hmm. uh, just know that you will have the option to renew to these new passes Mm -hmm. when yours expire and you will get the renewal discount, whatever. But until the time that your pass expires, you still have the same perks, everything that came with your regular annual pass. So if you have the silver, gold, platinum, platinum plus, whatever, um, whatever was included in that, they're not taking that away. Right. Um, But when you renew, just know that things will change slightly. Right, right. Good deal. There you go. So that's a breakdown kind of of the annual passes. um, And you can see where the controversy lies there. But eh. I guess the good thing is that annual passes are being sold again yeah and that, i know there was concern that they weren't going to sell right again, yeah. right yeah i actually even thought about wow are they going to not have it you know and how do you how do you do that if you go frequently so right it's a good I'm thing glad yeah and we we we've done both now we now are magic key holders mm-hmm. at the disneyland resort so we have our annual pass sort of right uh for disneyland and we still have our gold pass uh for the walt disney world resort and i'm sure we will um, renew when so, our time comes mm-hmm. up. I think it's in March is yeah. when our, our next one, when we will be renewing our passes and we'll pick out which one is right for us. That's right. Yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, we've talked about this over the last few weeks because the changes keep happening and there are more changes to <laughs> procedures that you'll need to know if you have a Disney cruise scheduled in the near future. Uh, this from the Disney Cruise Line blog. Great blog. If you're mm-hmm. interested in Disney Cruise at all, uh, the guy does a great job of putting stuff out there, right. information, um, past Uh, navigators, all sorts of stuff to kind of, so you can be in the know with what's going on with Disney Cruise Line. And he's also a great follow on social media. Uh, Please check him out. Anyways, uh, he says that all guests 12 years of age and older now must be fully vaccinated to sail to any destination on Disney Cruise Line. So know that But we mentioned last week that it was in response to the Bahamas requiring that anybody that was 12 years of age or older to visit their ports, including Disney's private island, Mm -hmm. Castaway Key, had to be vaccinated. Well, they've just gone ahead and just done this for all their cruises going on from here on out. So uh, know that going in. Uh, Guests 11 years of age and younger are not required to be vaccinated because they can't be right now, Mm -hmm. but they must provide proof of a negative pre-trip PCR COVID-19 test. The only exception for this is the Panama Canal sailings, which all passengers must be vaccinated. So that means if you're doing the Panama Canal cruise, if you had that scheduled coming here, the Mm -hmm. eastbound Panama Canal cruise that is scheduled for later this year, there will be no children on that that ship um, younger than 12 years age or older. Makes sense because it is a longer cruise, mm-hmm. and so I think they're trying to just make sure the potential for cross contamination of COVID on that ship would be lessened by having everybody be vaccinated. Right. So they're, they're being very careful since that is a longer cruise. You know, mm-hmm. as I know, we're really trying to they're trying to keep these under seven days or less up right. to this point. That there's just no way to do that cruise 
if they're going to actually do it uh, with passengers on board mm -hmm. in under seven days, so or seven days or less. So um, that's why they decided to make that. It's made it interesting. I'm like, well, I was like, can we can we figure that out? <laughs> how can we how can we do that cruise? That'd be kind of cool. Not we love kids. I love watching right. the kids on board Disney cruises. Part of the things right. that makes me happy is like when you see a, a child walking down the corridor and you know Minnie Mouse comes around the right. corner and seeing their face light up. Exactly. It's part of the great things about Disney Cruise, but also cruising with less kids or wow, I've never even you know thought of it doing with no kids on board right. would be fascinating experience as well. Yeah, I would think that some of the, you know, more and more of the entertainment obviously would be geared for adults. So it would just give, you know, I guess more choices for adults of different things to do. And Full open house in the kids clubs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Full open house. <laughs> Uh, so there, they went on to say there are some other uh, updated uh, CDC requirements that are going to be debuting on uh, September 13th with Disney Cruise and will be going on until further notice. Uh, first of all, the timing for pre-sale COVID-19 tests have changed. Uh, instead of being between five days and 24 hours prior to the sale day, tests must now be taken and submitted between three days and 24 hours prior to the sale date. Makes so that's sense. obviously, mm -hmm. since everybody has to be vaccinated, that's just for the kids um, under 12 mm -hmm. that need to do that. Uh, the test should be a rapid PCR test or a lab-based PCR test. Um, rapid antigen tests are not accepted, just so you know that going in. So uh, as far as embarkation COVID-19 tests, all guests, regardless of age and vaccination status, are now required or will be required as of September 13th. Uh, that right, yeah, September 13th, to take a COVID-19 test admitted, administered by Inspired Diagnostics at the terminal before boarding. You don't have to pay for it. Disney Cruise Line is covering the cost. Mm -hmm. But that means even if you're vaccinated, right. you will be taking yeah, that test right. at the port. You don't have to do the one prior to that if you're aged, if you're vaccinated and above the age of 11. Right. You do not have to take the pre-test uh, three days out but you do have to do the one at mm -hmm. the port before you board. So just know that Makes going sense. in. Yeah, we kind of ex were expecting that. We were, happen. yeah, uh, especially since, you know, it, there have been many more breakthrough cases right. uh, with the Delta variant um, that we've been seeing. Uh, I think they just want to be sure that you could be having, you know, and, and a lot of people who are vaccinated have it, but are, have well, I mean, even if you're not vaccinated, we've seen people catch it and not have symptoms. Right, right. You know, so you could have it, be a carrier. Be vaccinated, have no idea that you have it, and then take bring it on board and it could spread. Which, yeah, you know, right. So that's why they need to do that test um, before you go on board. And that's really interesting that Disney's not going to charge now because it's, it is a third party doing that. Right. So somebody's got to pay them. Right. And that is Disney. Right. Disney is paying for that for you. So I uh, know that going in. Uh, also, there are some uh, updates to the Safe Passage website uh, beginning. Uh, well, actually, just it's already begun. Uh, guests can register and create an account associated with their reservation starting at 15 days prior to sailing instead of 33 days, which was the original time. Mm -hmm. So now it's closer to the time. Uh, this is kind of tied in with the fact that they've changed their cruise date flexibility policy, which now allows guests to change their sale date up to 15 days prior to embarkation. So it gives you a little more leeway to right. decide there and make, you know, before you want to figure out what you want to do. Uh, so you just know that going in that um, you will have 
more time to figure it out, decide if you want to cancel right. if, if things aren't working right for you, or if someone you know you come in contact with, or someone within your family uh, does you know test COVID po- uh, right. positive ahead of that time, it gives you just a little more leeway to to change, and uh, also to uh, get your information. It's a shorter term to get your information in, but right. you can get your information in ahead of time. So yeah, it's good, and it's good that they're having that flexibility again to keep people safe because the last thing you want is somebody who's sick or been exposed to, you know, get other passengers sick. Right, for sure. So uh, anyway, let's let's get away from the more tedious news or the more eh, is it good or bad <laughs> news news to what really is good news news. And that is that we now know when we will be able to take part in the holiday time festivities at the Disneyland Resort, Yay. our favorite time of year at the Disneyland yes. Resort. In the Walt Disney World Resort, for that matter. Uh, this again from the Disney Parks blog. They say the Disneyland Resort will once again transform into a merry and magical place as guests return to enjoy their holiday season on November 12th of 2021. That's Yay. when it's all starting. You'll have three more days to celebrate the holidays, too, because we're extending it, they said, uh, through January 9th of 2022. So maybe you don't want to get there when it's crazy at the end of the year, when everybody starts going between Christmas and New Mm -hmm. Year and everything. Believe me. That, le- that little week after the holidays is a great week yes. to go. Yes. Uh, all the holiday stuff is still up and you still get to experience all the holiday layovers right. and everything. And giving you a couple extra days is really nice as well. Yeah, especially since they do have so many great holiday layovers mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yep, uh, those overlays are very, very cool. Uh, And they go on to say, as you visit to make new memories this year, many beloved traditions are back that will provide you with cheerful entertainment, yuletide treats, specialty merchandise, sparkling decor, and seasonal transformations of select attractions. At the Disneyland Park, Disneyland Park? I was going to, I was like, (laughs) that's a new park, but okay. Talking's really easy for me. At Disneyland Park, nostalgic holiday magic shines brightly with the glistening Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle and a 60-foot Christmas tree on Main Street, USA. Both make wonderful photo locations for that cherished memory of your holiday visit. Entertainment making a comeback this year at the park includes a Christmas fantasy parade. Yay! Where beloved Disney characters join Santa Claus for a merry musical celebration down Main Street, USA. You may also see Santa making other stops within the park throughout your visit for the perfect kiss night. You will be treated to believe in holiday magic wow, fireworks spectacular sweet. and magical snowfall over portions of Main Street, USA. Additionally, seasonal transformations will happen once again at it's a small world holiday. It's awesome. Of course, the twentieth installation of Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. Holiday, which is already in play right. out there with uh, Halloween, the Halloween time. Theme. Yeah, because yes. it's so both uh, holiday and Halloween time. It's great. Love it so much. Right. Yeah, that's great. And you know, all the other touches of you know at the parks that they have for the for the holidays are just it, it is very special at Disneyland that they do have so many things. Whether it's you know like 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 you were mentioning total transformations or, or layovers or just sounds and songs and yep, I, other types of festivities with the, with attractions changing. I've said it many times and I continue to say it, even though um, Walt Disney World has done better and is catching up, but Disneyland pound for pound, if you're talking about decorations for the holidays. Square foot, yeah. yeah <laughs> square foot, far square foot. 
Um, they do it better than Walt Disney World. Their decorations, they're, they're more extensive. They have a right. lot more uh, to examine as you go out there. This, that my opinion. Yeah. Um, love them both. But I, I think Disneyland's are just slightly better. Right. Well, you know, and they do have layovers in some of the attractions at Walt Disney World. Just seems like there's more of them, as I mentioned, at in California. I love like the Mater. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm going to get to those here. Okay. In just a I'll, 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 I'll let you go. Spoiler alert. No, okay. Go on. <laughs> uh, the story went on to say at Disney's California Adventure Park, discover the sights, sounds, and tastes of a diverse season of celebrations during the festive time of year, including Christmas, Navidad, Diwali, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Three Kings Day. Friends and families are invited to celebrate with Disney Viva Navidad. A Disney nice. as Disney characters host a fun street party featuring Mexican folklorical dancers and mariachis, Brazilian samba dancers and percussionists, giant puppets, which there's a word there that I'm going to butcher if I say it. So <laughs> it's a named kind of puppet, but I am going to butcher it, so I will not even say it. Uh, say but giant puppets. They are giant puppets yes. and Mickey and Minnie Mouse in their fiesta best. At Paradise Gardens, you'll enjoy festively themed food and beverages, live music and dance, and later in the holiday season, Mirabelle from Walt Disney Animation Studios' upcoming film, Encanto, will be making her park debut. So that's exciting, too. That is exciting. New character in the park, and that movie, just from the trailer, looks fantastic. I'm excited about it. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Looks like it's going to be a favorite. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, As Michelle just alluded to, over in Cars Land, the four-wheeled residents will be pulling out all the stops (laughs) with their holiday decor, from the snow-covered billboard at the entrance all the way to the hubcap-studded tree at the courthouse. You will see automotive ornamentation easy for me to say (laughs) at its finest along route 66 route 66 and for a little more festive magic two popular attractions will transform into yes luigi's joy to the world (laughs) and mater's jingle jamboree yeah it's awesome first of all and i know we've talked about this in the past but now that you're bringing it up and it's, it's in my mind again now is the decorations and the creativity of using things that are associated with cars, you know, like car parts and everything to look holiday is just phenomenal. Those Imagineers really are impressive with what they've done. Cars Land is as immersive as virtually every land, any land you're going to find at any Disney park. And um, what they decided to do, and I think we've talked about it here on the show before, was they're like, okay, what would the decorations be if the actual cards were making them? And they're so ingenious, as you were just mentioning. They're so awesome. And this goes for the Halloween time stuff as well. It's fantastic just walking up and down Route 66 there, up and down uh, Cars Land and checking out the decorations and how interesting they are yeah. and what they're made from. It's really, really cool stuff. Who would think nuts and bolts and wrenches could make... Pistons. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful and, looking holiday decorations. Yeah. It's crazy it's great. Great stuff. I, I highly recommend it. Even if, whether I know there's a lot of people who aren't really into the Cars franchises for films or whatever, but... Man, Cars Land is cool. Yeah. It's just really cool. And it was one of those, the first super immersive lands that right. Disney ever had. And there have been many more that have come out since. But 
you feel like you're right in the film. And it's just, it's really, really a fun place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so that's it for my Disney stories of the week. But as we heard, we have a Michelle's party. <laughs> we know that that is going to be the best yeah. story. That's why we save her for last. So Michelle, please tell what your story is. All right, well, I didn't know if you were going to cover this. So I don't have anything written up. I'm just going to do it off the top of my head. Hopefully it uh, makes sense. So I, I know a lot of you have known about the mom's panel, which mm-hmm. later on uh, transitioned to be Plan Disney, which made sense. And so um, since the pandemic, they really put on hold the um, the the process to get new members involved. Now, it's not a paid position. It's voluntary. You do get perks, um, but they are now gearing up for the 2022 season of new panelists on the um, Plan Disney uh, plan Disney panel. And so that process of, of applying for that starts this coming week on September 9th. And so I, um, we, we can put out there um, the link to get to the location to, to do that process. It, there, it, you know, it's, a lo- well, first of all, a lot of people are doing it, but they have categories that you can apply for. So whether it be Walt Disney World, uh, Disneyland, uh, the Disney Cruise, Disney Cruise Line and Disney Vacation, Disney Vacation Club. Club. Thank you. I'm, like I said, in the I past didn't have they've any. done. I, the last time they did it, they didn't have a Run Disney position available, but they've done that in the past as well. So right. check into that if you're a Run yeah. Disney fan. Is, it didn't sound like they were going to do that from the Plan Disney hmm. tweets and things that came out, but maybe check into it just in know. case. Yeah, if you if you are a Run Disney aficionado, right? And so, anyways, uh, and and I know we've done a series before of the process. Uh, if you're interested or if you have any questions, feel free to ask us. Um, I think the the process, the phase one of it goes from September 9th, I think, till the fourteenth, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but anyway, so you can go online and answer questions and tell a little bit about yourself. Um, it's a really interesting process that they have you go through. We won't get into details now because it's just a news item. But anyways, if you haven't, like I said, if you have any questions about it, um, let us know. We both have applied in the past. You've made it on for a little further than I did. Um, but anyways just wanted to put that out there if anybody's interested in considering trying out for the plan disney panelists for 2022 yes uh, and highly encourage it if you're someone who is a helpful person who likes to tell people you know um or help people with the with their questions, questions. with disney mm-hmm. you know um and you're like you have a lot of experience with Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Vacation Club, Disney Cruise, whatever your specialty is, or if you branch across a lot of them, um, highly suggested. It's uh, it, one. It's an interesting process to go through, and yes, there are perks involved, including I believe there's a training process that if you get selected, you go out there for a few days and you go through a, this training thing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I assume that's that's still the case. But that's the way guess. it was mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, you go out there for a few days and you get all sorts of you know, you get all sorts of cool experiences right. just from the training uh, part of it. 
And then eventually you will also get a vacation, a paid vacation for you and your family to mm-hmm. go take out there. That is basically your payment for, for doing this this job that is not a paid position. But in more than that, the, the process is interesting. And there are lots of Facebook groups that are out there that um, are very supportive and will help you out. We've met many friends mm-hmm. uh, through the Facebook groups right. um, that, that will help through the process. If, you, if you've if you never done it in the past, they may give you some ideas, kind of let you know how things might go and how it's gone for them. Uh, it really is great. Um, go back and listen to our episode. It was within the, within the first year. Sorry mm. about it being the first year of our show. <laughs> and the, uh, not that we're great now, green, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we did break down kind of when it was the Disney Parks Moms panel mm-hmm. before it was changed to Plan Disney. Um, kind of the process and some tips and um, what these people do and everything. And uh, you may want to check that episode out before you apply. But um, we, more than anything else, the, we know that several of you who listen to this show our perspective panelists, mm-hmm. um, we are wishing you well. We are rooting for you. We right. will not be applying for it this year, um, but we know many of you would be great in that job. Exactly. There, several yes. of you that we know that are really, really good. You know your Disney stuff. You're extremely helpful to people. You're extremely wonderful people, and we are rooting for yes. you. So um, good luck out there, and let us know. Uh, how it goes for you, and, and maybe that will be your favorite thing from this week is yeah, applying right. or making it to the second round or whatever it exactly. is. And we hope to see many of you on the next panel, the 2022 panel. Right. And thank you so much to all the panelists who have had to go on a little bit longer than they had initially thought they were going to do uh, when they first were uh, put into the Plan Disney panels in, in 2020. Yeah, plus they've had a little bit trickier questions now having to yes. deal with uh, COVID <laughs> as opposed to just, oh, you know, what time is the 3 p.m. parade? Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Michelle's story is always the best story. (laughs) Speaking of the best from Michelle, we are to that point that we all know, we all love. Yes, she has the best lists. Yes, she has the best stories. Yes, she does the best research, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. This tip, I think, is kind of quirky, but it's just, you know, it's something that I I do think about, um, especially, you know, with being kind of a clean freak anyway. So let's say you're planning to go to a resort and you want to purchase one of their refillable mugs, which is, you know, can be really a good deal to do that. Um, And they're great keepsakes and things like that is, you know, just kind of be planning for that in in the sense of, you know, you'll want to have a way when you you know, at the end of the day or whatever to clean it out, you know, and so you might want to pack something that could help you like some uh, just soap or something like that. But the other thing too, is in regards to the straws, because especially if you're, if you're changing drinks, you know, or your kids changing drinks that they want and you want clean straws and, you know, you can also purchase reusable straws and, and bring those along, you know, that could make things a little bit more convenient. Um, and, and there are th- times, I mean, there are some products out there and we're, we're not supporting any particular brand or anything that, that does have reusable straws that even come with a little brush to clean it. Um, and sometimes with a little sack that you can put it in. If not, you can use Ziploc type bags. Um, but anyways, just, it's something that is a good benefit to have the, to use those reusable mugs or refillable mugs, I should say at the, at the resorts, if you're staying there, 
um, and then just to make it a little easier is to come prepared. Right. And that goes for reusable water bottles too, which True. is, in, you know, me hydrate. Um, the water bottles yeah. are also important too. And so you want to try and clean those out from right. time to time when you're at the parks, but definitely. Yeah. When, when you're having various different drinks, drinks within yeah. a, uh, a reusable mug like that, right. you, you will probably want to clean it uh, fairly yeah. often, yeah. And, you know, and plus, you know, the, just the germs that are out there right. in the world right now. You want to keep those <laughs> things as clean as possible. So Michelle's tip. <laughs> Always the best tip. Too funny. Uh, my tip for this week. Well, we just found out today they were just shown on the Disney Parks blog and out there on social media. We saw today the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend yes. medals, and they are stunningly they gorgeous. Are I'm so je- I so am trying to figure out how we can go now and do this. We can't, right? But I uh, man, I would really love to because those medals are awesome and i'm sweet yeah so happy for any of you they're going to get to earn those medals coming up here uh in january of 2022 uh so cool so um but i figured this might be a good time to kind of go over you're you're probably getting ready for some of these races heck the food and wine is just coming up Mm -hmm. here in a couple months um you know and then we have the walt disney world the princess marathon the springtime surprise whatever that's going to be which is the one that we're probably going to do and I just wanted to give you some quick training tips that maybe if this is your first nice. run Disney race that you've never done. Um, I will mention a couple episodes that we have at the end of this. Again, first year episode. So please <laughs> be gentle with us on those. But uh, they are some that deal with run Disney. But um, the first thing I want to tell you, if you have never done a run Disney race or any race for that matter before, um, please train for it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's not daunting. You can do like a 5K and not train that much. You can walk most of it. Right. It's fine. Uh, but it's still better to just kind of be in shape for it just because, you know, it's early in the morning. It is a distance. You probably will still want to go to the park that day. You don't want to wear yourself out right. too much. So if you've trained for it, that's good. Uh, warm up of, er, for every time you do a training run or walk or whatever yes. it may be. Stretch out. Uh, get yourself warmed up. Don't go out cold, even if you're running in the mornings or whatever, because that's the way you can injure yourself. And that right. would stop your training quickly or worse. So, right. Um, please um, be careful and warm up before you go out. Don't overdo it too early. That's an easy thing to do. You can just go, you know, what? I'm going to get out there and just do that 5K. No. If you've not been running up to that point, right. even if you ran in the past and haven't run in a while, make baby steps yes. up to it. Get up there. You know, maybe if you've never run before, do a little walk run. Walk a lot, run a little, and then gradually increase your running yes. as you go along so you can run more of it. Take it in baby steps. Another thing, run, one of the big reasons for doing this is because, look, running, working out in any stretch is not easy. Right. And if you overdo it too soon, you may be sore, you may be pained, you may injure yourself. It may be terrible experience for you. And that's going to not motivate you to want to keep right. it up. So do you know, set your goals, increase your goals, but make them attainable goals that keep you making. So it's not just awful and you just don't want to keep going on doing it. It's tough enough to motivate yourself, but when you make it really, really tough on yourself, it's even harder. That's true. Hydrate and fuel uh, for these and for the races, be sure. And eat, you know, good, healthy foods. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they do say carb load, carb load carefully. You Carbs are good, but they're not super necessary, but they are good for you. Right. Uh, but hydration is really, really key, key. for this, for sure. Uh, you can do this. More importantly, even if you've never done a Run Disney race before, you can do right. this. Again, a 5K, you can walk most of it. Just run a little bit, walk briskly for most of the rest of it. You can do this. Even the 10K. Even a half marathon, marathon, eh. but you can do it yes. if you put out the effort and train for it and get ready for it in the right way. And if you want to hear our episodes that focus more on specifically like training, Disney run, Disney training, what worked for us. Now, everybody has a different system. This is what worked for us. Right. Go to episode number seven of our show. That shows oh. how early it is. <laughs> uh, you, again, please bear with us. Uh, that gives, we gave our run Disney training tips that right. worked for us. We've done half marathons right. and, um, you know, 10 Ks, five Ks, et cetera. Uh, and then if you're just looking for an episode to kind of um, know what to expect on the day of the race, mm -hmm. go to episode number 22 in our 10 run Disney race day commandments. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, which was a fun episode where I just kind of told you what you how you should approach race day right. uh, when you're doing a run Disney race because that is an experience in and of itself. True. So um, go check out those episodes. But if you ever have any questions, like I said, we have done these run Disney races, uh, many of them. Mm -hmm. um, we would be happy to at least give you some ideas on what has worked for us. Everybody's different. What we do might not be right for you, but we can tell you what we've done and you can decide for yourself and maybe you can adapt it to what you enjoy. Yeah. Good tip, honey. Yeah. Yay, bravo. There we go. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week, well, we're drawing ever closer to Walt Disney yeah. World's 50th birthday celebration. A birthday celebration that unfortunately we will not be attending oh, in person. Yeah, that's uh, something that came up this week. We had to cancel our reservations. There's just too much going on. We, we had to... Uh, steer them away, cancel our reservations. It's a sad day for us. Mm -hmm. We'd really like to be out there, but we're hoping you get to experience it for yourself. And even if not, hopefully you can live vicariously through us as we build up for right. it. <laughs> Just like we will be. We'll be along. Most of you aren't going to. Right. So we'll be right there with you, <laughs> not going, wishing we were able to go. But anyway, yes. um, anyway, we're back with another episode that's counting down to mm -hmm. that October 1st celebration. It's the final episode of the series yes michelle back with her wonderful research that she wow. does looking in the history of the most magical place on earth uh, michelle tell the listeners what you're going to be diving into next week so uh on the final episode or countdown episode we're really going to be looking back at the celebration that took place 50 years ago mm. and a lot of things that were happening back then the real history of the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom Park. Cool. And you know, Michelle does such a great job with those. And you're definitely going to want to check those <laughs> out for sure as we head to the big party that's going to be happening on October 1st that we will be watching on television. Right. Unfortunately <laughs> there. So that should be a lot of fun. And yeah. Michelle does such a great job. Oh, I can't thanks. wait. Uh, always learn new stuff whenever Michelle does research. And if you can't be at the Disney Park, like you said, there's things that are going to be televised that you can watch. Uh, maybe you're near another park that you can go to another Disney park, um, you know, or, or maybe you'll celebrate at home another way. We'd love to hear about that too. Yeah. Tell us how you're going to celebrate. Maybe have a special dessert or drink or yeah. something, something. 
something. Go to the Disney Dishes blog and find some re- recipes to whip That's up true. Yeah. for it. So anyway, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We'd love you to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. And uh, it's an, we do not share your email with anybody. It's just to send you the newsletter. Nope. It's just another way for you to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another way is to follow us on social media. Please check us out on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Uh, be sh- if you're on Facebook, why not sign up for our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group? A lot of fun, a lot of positive Disney vibes going on there. Love to have you there. Uh, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, and you know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right, and if you have some feedback from this episode or you want to participate in some of the, the Labor Day celebrations, Look back on films. Let us know what you have as your interesting jobs. Yeah, that's true. We would love to share all of that with everybody out there. We want, we just love your input. Mm-hmm. We love connecting with you. We love knowing more about you. So uh, please hit us up, as Michelle said. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.